Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Patty. Hello. Her always <laughs> unusual greetings. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so it's been a while, my friends, and we have been just having a good old time. <laughs> a lot of transforming, a lot of growth, Lots a of lot healing. of things have happened. And we want to share something with you that's been really helpful to us. I almost feel like we're cheating with this this powerful spiritual awakening we're going through, and, and you as well. We're cheating because we have assistance. We've had assistance from many types of plant medicines. Mm. So this episode, we're going to share three plant medicines that we use that have helped us in unspeakable ways, unspeakably profound and deep and real ways other than the obvious ones like ayahuasca, Okay. So the first one I want to talk about is an interesting one, to say the very least. It's Sananga. Mm-hmm. How many of you have heard of Sananga who are listening? Probably yep. a small percentage. Sananga, what's the word for it, love? Tears of the sun? Yeah, they call it the tears of the sun. So tell us a bit about what it is, and then I'll tell, okay. then we'll talk about like how we use it and how it's helped us. Okay, so Sananga is... Um, it comes from a shrub. I believe they use the roots um, of this of this particular shrub, and um, this plant they make the uh, essentially a tincture. I guess is what I would call it, but it's a substance that you put in your eyes. It's eye drops. That's why they call it the tears of the sun because it burns really intensely, um, and. It's a, it's a really, really beautiful medicine and the medicine, it, it's obviously very good for energetic things, but it's actually really, really good for eyes, for your eyes, for healing your eyesight. Um, if you have pink eye or glaucoma or any other eye ailment, it helps to heal that. Um, so if you're using Sananga and it's making your eyes worse, it's not Sananga, <laughs> okay? Um, but the other really beautiful thing that Sananga does is it really allows for you to ground into your body. It also helps you with surrender, and um, it does a really beautiful job at energetic clearing. So we'll talk about that, I guess, in just a second. But um, it's... The intensity of the medicine lasts anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes, depending on the potency of the medicine. Um, and really, it's I, I love it. I don't know what else to say about it as far as like what you do, because it's just eye drops that you put in your eyes. And, and the, I mean, when I first did Sananga for the very first time, because I wear contacts um, and glasses, I just really was doing it because of the actual like health benefits for your eyesight. Um, and what it did for me was so much more than that. So, yeah. 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 Thank you, love. I knew you'd have a good explanation, <laughs> sort of like, <laughs> like a WebMD rundown of what Sananga is and what people use it for. Um, so Sananga for me was one of those things I've done it maybe like five or six times. And I told myself like the recent time I did it, like several months ago, I don't even know, maybe a year ago, six months ago, I told myself, I'm not doing this again <laughs> because it burns that bad. It's, it's bad. It's really, it's ex- what? 
it's what are you a tough guy now no it's <laughs> not that bad it i mean it's intense it feels kind of like you've squirted jalapeno juice in your eyeballs yeah i find it to be so intense that it almost <laughs> doesn't hurt on some level <laughs> it's weird but anyway so here's what happened my friend so we were in costa rica not too long ago and i was we were drinking ayahuasca and it was almost as if the ayahuasca was gently letting me know to give more respect to the sananga mm -hmm. because I find it to, maybe I'm a big baby, but I find it to burn really badly. For a little while, I was, una I was unaware of the profound benefits that it really can have, you can, you can get when using it. So I would sort of joke about it. I would, I would like <laughs> make jokes, kind of like I did earlier. I'd, no, it's so burned so bad, you know? And the ayahuasca, and it sounds kind of weird, but in her own way was like, didn't say it outright, but I got the impression that she advised to not really do that. Say, you may, maybe you don't understand it, Victor, but you shouldn't really joke about it. It's, <laughs> it's a pretty sacred medicine, bro. Mm -hmm. That was my gist. Anyway, lo and behold, I was like, okay, I got the message and I catch myself now not to just joke about it like it's, like it's a play thing. It's a very profound medicine. Anyway, the next day, we were drinking San Pedro, and I swear to you, I could feel, I knew the Sananga was calling to me. The, the, medicine, the medicine man, he brought it out, and he explained it, and people were using it. And I just had this intuition, like, I should go do it. Mm -hmm. But I told myself, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. It hurts bad. I've been there, done that. I'm not going to do it. And I finally, after like three hours of going back and <laughs> forth in my head, talking it out with people, pretty much avoiding the inevitable, yeah. I finally chose to do it. Yeah. And it was extremely powerful. And, and the reason I was so torn, I'll tell you, and this will also in a sense highlight just how powerful it is. It reminded me, I'm almost hesitant to how deep I go into it because it's kind of a darker story, but anyway you think so i was hit by a firecracker when i was nine years old and obviously it was very painful it was a very big firecracker it was something that put me in the hospital for weeks i was sent immediately into shock and have very little memory of it and to this day i have scars decent size on my stomach hand and arm from it um anyway there is this point when i was healing that my parents had to clean my wound and it was so, so painful. They had to like, I had to like take Vicodin and soak in a bathtub. And it was like, we would do it for like 10 seconds. And it was just the most pain, physically painful thing I've ever experienced in my life. And it, I had to do it multiple times every day for like a couple weeks or something. Anyway, I'll never forget waiting for that to happen. Because I knew what it was. I knew dad was going to come in and clean me. And the weight was agonizing. And that's kind of what was being brought up with me from the Sananga, like the anticipation of doing something painful like Sananga brought up all those feelings and all those memories of how painful it was. I remember thinking like, man, I don't think I want to go through this. I think I've, I've suffered enough. I've had enough pain in my life. And then one of my favorite artists, Nine Inch, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, one of his lyrics, and I think it's the name of one of his songs, it popped in my head. And the, the message was, the way out is through. And I was like, oh, God, that resonates, <laughs> damn it. You know? <laughs> sure enough, like an hour and a half later, <laughs> when I finally let that sink in, 
Mind you, he's already come and asked me at this point, he's already asked me what he should do like two or three different times. And, you know, knowing the answer is yes, but Mm -hmm. not wanting to say like, yes, you need to go do this. Just I was like, well, if you feel called, you should do it. (laughs) By this time, I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it just because I don't want to think about it for another another two hours. I've wasted half the day debating. I'm just going to freaking do it. And I knew I should. And, and it was, it, it burned not as bad as I thought, but I was able to really be present with the pain and like allow the medicine to do what it does, which is if you can sort of get past the pain and, and surrender, surrender to the pain, there's like this not so subtle energetic movement up and down mm-hmm. your body that occurs. And what I felt was like all the, so much of this, that trauma and, and, and just stored up contraction energy from my initial, you know, accident. And, and during the bathtub stuff I mentioned, I felt it literally being washed away. And it was so beautiful. So, so, it, you know, it stung in the beginning, but what was happening as a result was like childhood trauma being melted from my being. Mm-hmm. It was so incredible. And man, um, I'm like a huge fan now of the Sananga. <laughs> I have a whole new respect for it. And I worked with it like a week later here in Las Vegas. And it was like, man, I'm really able to almost appreciate the pain. Mm-hmm. The pain, it like it's it's very fleeting and it puts you into a state of instant presence. And if you can choose in that moment to surrender, the pain is almost like on the peripheral. It, no pun intended. It's like <laughs> not really there. And what it's like the medicine, you get swept away in it. And it just sort of washes out your energy body of tr- stored up trauma. That's mm-hmm. how I experience it anyway. Mm-hmm. Other people claim it helps with their eyes. I don't know. I have good eyesight. I've been blessed. Um, no issues there. But man, I'm a huge fan. And I really believe I'll be working with it as a tool to help me release that childhood trauma. So... Yeah, beautiful. Anything you want to share yeah. before we move on? Yeah, so um, my first experience with Sananga, like I mentioned before, I was really, I had no expectations of how powerful the medicine should or shouldn't be or what it was going to feel like or what it was going to be like. And um, I literally was just doing it to help my eyesight and kind of see what it's all about. And um, I went... And, uh, this woman served me the Sananga and, um, I, I had a peyote ceremony that I was going to be doing the next day. And my intention for that ceremony was to help, uh, release some anger that had been coming up that I know was from, uh, my mom and, and just something that I had picked up from her that wasn't really mine. And going into the Sananga with no expectations, no real intention, and um, the, she puts the, the drops in my eyes, and immediately it like took my breath away because I was not sure like what to expect, but it, it took my breath away. And when I like <sighs> exhaled, it was like I felt the rage and anger that was like stored in my chest, literally lifting up off me. Um, it was like, you know, um, when you have a water balloon and you poke it 
and with a little tiny needle and the water squirts out and it slowly deflates. That's what it felt mm. like energetically, like a heavy weight was on my chest and then it was like slowly being lifted and released. And I could just feel it dissipating from my body into the room. And after that, I was literally sold and I was like obsessed with Sananga. I was doing it every day for a little while there. And, um, I just absolutely love this medicine because I, I had the, such a beautiful experience with it my first time. And, oh, I also started sobbing, not from pain, but it was just another energetic release. So I had a full purging process with the Sananga my first time in. And, um, it's, it's a really, really beautiful medicine. Um, uh, if you feel called just from us talking about, uh, the Sananga, be very mindful of where you're getting your Sananga from, uh, because not all Sananga is created equal. And, um, so it's really important that you find someone that, that has, um, good medicine because, you know, you're putting it in your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was my little disclaimer. You're welcome. Right on. Right on. Yeah. I only feel comfortable doing it with like the medicine people we know because I I trust them. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I I don't buy it um, online unless I know someone who has gotten it through a reputable site. Um, I have still yet to buy Sananga online. I've just been getting it from medicine people. Yeah. But anyway, one last thing I want to say about it before we move on is I find I found it to be a really good metaphor, kind of going back to my story. You know, I felt intuitively guided to do something I didn't want to do that I perceived to be pretty much guaranteed to be very challenging. And I know a lot of times our intuition works that way. We'll feel guided to do something. We know we should do it. But we know it might not be easy. It might be challenging. It might involve ups and downs and stuff. And that was a really good example of sort of sticking with my instincts and doing what I knew was right in spite of my apprehensions and then getting to reap the beautiful benefits of that. So Mm -hmm. as I say all that, I find it wasn't super applicable, but I just wanted to share that. (laughs) No, I think it's good. It's really beautiful. Like some of these medicines are very intense to work with, you know, and, and, um, you know, it's really important to feel deeply into whether or not it's a true calling or you're just, uh, seeking, you know, yeah. cause there's a difference between something that you feel called to do and something that you're seeking to do. For sure. I like what Bashar says. Let it be obvious. Mm-hmm. It'll be, I was obvious for me. It was mm-hmm. undeniable. The Sananga was saying, come on, Victor. Yeah. Come on, buddy. You know it's going to help you. You know you should. You know it's a good opportunity. You know you're going to regret it if you don't. Yeah. It was blatantly obvious. So anyway. Yeah. And I love just how I'm I'm really enjoying watching your connection to the plants and these different medicines like grow more deeply because it's it's, uh, not, you never used to say like, oh, the Sananga told me, or this plant told me this, and now you kind of are doing that, which makes no, me man, really they, happy. You can see, I can see now how they all work together as a team. Mm-hmm, they they do. all have different things to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Very profound. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, just so for time's sake, let's move on to number two of three, gotcha. shall we? So number two is psilocybin mushrooms in a microdosing fashion. So 
Microdosing is where you take a very small amount, barely enough to even notice you've taken anything and you do it, you know, there's different protocols. I've been doing it five days on, two days off, again, in a very small amount. And there's a lot of benefits just to like lifting depression and rewiring your brain in a very positive way. Yeah. And I actually, there's a book called How to Change Your Mind and it's by Michael Pollan. And he actually goes into depth on what psilocybin actually does scientifically to the brain to help reprogram you and help heal depression. There's scientific factual evidence in there. So it's really, it was really uh, interesting book to read. So highly recommend that book if you are interested in knowing the science behind what psilocybin does. Yeah, I like that book, just real quick tangent, because I know he's like a researcher mm-hmm. and he was going in with a skeptical mindset thinking mm-hmm. the plant medicines are um, a fad and basically just sort of like a silly, hippy dippy, sort of ineffectual fad. Mm-hmm. But he was blown away. <laughs> so the whole the whole premise of his book shifted when he started to actually experience them mm-hmm. and then it became, became a a big cheerleader for it mm-hmm. and, and it's nice because he brings his scientific background to mm-hmm. really back up what he's saying mm-hmm. beyond just his opinion yeah but anyway so i'm finding myself almost not even sure how to talk about my microdosing experience thus far because it's been so so um eye-opening so helpful in a very real you know behavioral changes life-changing sort of way and yet I know that words will fall short of like my appreciation for the, how the mushrooms have been mm-hmm. helping me. It really is like a little connection with a divine ally in your life, kind of guiding you along, showing you little things about yourself, helping you see more clearly how you tick, why you tick, why you do certain things helping guide you towards other behaviors that might counteract some of the old impulses and thereby rewiring your day-to-day flow has been my experience. Um, it's, it's, they've helped me write my book. Mm-hmm. They've helped me know what it means to take a day off. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 yeah, I feel like anything I say is not going to be really doing them justice. So I'm hesitant to even talk about it. But it's been just beautiful. Just, just imagine, my friends, here's what I've been doing every day. I've been waking up and doing my work as normal, writing an email or, you know, working on my various things associated with my career my business um and then at 8 30 i know patty comes home from her walk and then i take my microdose like a very very small amount like a tenth of a gram you mm-hmm. know very most people wouldn't even feel that but i do i'm i still feel it but not a lot mm-hmm. and then i go and i meditate for 10 minutes just upstairs in my room to kind of unwind from the day and connect with the spirit of the, the mushroom and i usually talk i sort of have an intention lately it's been to write my book and then I drive into the deep into the Red Rock Mountains and I, I climb, I climb, I go to a place where you can park. It's like an overlook area where, where you can kind of see, there's a huge, a beautiful view. I park there, but then I walk down. So it's just me, no one around, no sound, just, just this vast expanse of monstrous mountains and nature and little, little birds and chipmunks and rabbits and lizards. It's like this, I feel so amazing. So I'm like opened up, tuned in from the meditation, out there in this expansive nature. And then I go and I write my book and it's like I'm channeling this bad boy. It's, it's coming through so beautifully. 
Um, and I don't credit the mushrooms for that so much. They're, they've really kind of helped me understand the importance of getting out into nature. And I felt like I had that little oomph of motivation to do what I've known to do this whole time. And so my behavior has been changing, opening me up to be able to write the book. But yeah, as I talk about it, I realize it's like, I don't even like what I said about it, honestly, but because it's not. Well, I think it's a beautiful reflection of your experience. Everybody's experience with microdosing is different. So so if you're microdosing something like psilocybin, some people, or, or LSD, some people do those types of things to help heal their depression, which is just such a beautiful medicine to work with to um, reprogram your brain. Um, but some people do it to help with their creative flow. Some people do it to just help, um, heal themselves. So there's many different reasons why people choose to microdose. Yeah. Um, and mushrooms are really beautiful, a medicine to work with because you get the essence of the spirit of the mushrooms, you know, with, um, something like LSD, there's no spirit with that. You're kind of on your own, you're navigating your own journey, which can be extremely empowering and beautiful. Um, but with mushrooms, they kind of are like your little guide talking to you a little bit, you know? Yeah. And just to, just in short, you can imagine like the, the way I experience it on a fundamental level, regardless of what's happening or coming up for me, is I get to go through a few hours of my day with a slightly expanded state of consciousness mm-hmm. where I'm truly more self-aware, more aware, more tapped into my higher self than I am normally. Mm-hmm. And then just being able to go through the day fairly sober. You're not, I'm not, there's no real like, um, drunken effects at all. If anything, I feel enhanced and more sensitive and more perceptive. But just being able to go throughout my normal everyday uh, experiences with a mildly expanded state of consciousness, I find to be unspeakably beneficial mm-hmm. on just a, in a myriad of different ways. So, anyway, I can't I can't say enough. And right now, I'm only like a week into it, so <laughs> I, I'm also I'll hopefully be able to collect my thoughts about it better. And if I feel guided i can talk about it in more detail in the future if mm-hmm. people want um but anyway the third one we'll talk about is not really a plant medicine but i don't want to make the title confusing of this podcast it's a frog medicine called yeah. combo you want to tell them about combo babe okay combo um so combo is a frog medicine and um basically it's the venom from the I think it's the little, it's a little tree frog that's in the Amazon jungle. It's a tiny little frog. And, um, so what they do, the way that they extract the medicine is they catch the frogs and then they tie their little legs to these two sticks. And when they do that, the venom comes out of their, on their back and they scrape it off and put it on these combo sticks. And when they untie their little legs, they're super, super springy. So they're not hurt at all during this process. They're like really stretchy and and stuff. Um, but when they take off the little bands, they have these little rings around their ankles, I guess their little frog ankles. (laughs) And, um, that's the sign that, and it stays for a little while. So that way they don't over milk the frogs. And these frogs are actually really protected in the jungle. Like it's considered to be like a bad omen if you harm them in any way. Um, and like they believe the, the people that get 
um, get this medicine, they believe that if you do anything to harm these frogs, like bad stuff's going to happen to your family and yourself and all this stuff. So they're really, really protected and taken really beautiful care of. And, um, the little white rings around their ankles prevent, um, over milking. So they're, um, making sure that the medicine is nice and potent for, for healing. So that's the way they get the medicine. The medicine itself is the frog venom. And the only way that you can ingest it, um, is through the skin. So you, um, what happens is they make little burn marks on your, um, um, on your skin and then they put the medicine on those little burn marks. They're just, it's just the top layer of the skin. There's not going into your blood. Um, and you're not, you're not ingesting it any other way. But the reason it goes through your skin is because it works with the lymphatic system. So, um, it's incredibly, uh, detoxifying and purifying for the physical body. It's kind of like taking your liver and your gallbladder and, and all that, and just kind of squeegeeing it and like squeezing it out. Like you're wringing it out and it gets all the toxins and, and all that bile and stuff out, um, to allow for new bile production. So you're, you're, um, getting new, new clean bile in your liver. Um, but it also is a super potent, um, energetic clearing medicine. So it's, um, it's something that you can use if you're in completely good health. It's something that you can use just for like energetic healing. It's, uh, something that, uh, I can't even describe how beautiful it is. And it's, it's a little bit of an intense medicine and it's, I highly recommend you do your research before you, um, sit with combo. Um, not all combo practitioners are created equal. So it's really important that you find someone who is experienced in working with this medicine. If you feel called to work with it, once we start talking about what it's kind of done for us, did I, did I say everything? Yes, perfect. Love. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's it's very sim. It was at least it was very similar to Sananga in that initially, and I've probably done combo like what six, five or six times. First couple times, I didn't see the benefits being worth going through that experience <laughs> because, like Sananga, it's not so acutely painful in like a stinging way. But it makes you feel very ill, very, very uncomfortable, very sick. Yeah, you're doing a lot of purging typically with this medicine. So there's a lot of vomiting. There's a lot of going to the bathroom. Um, yeah. Yeah, just the whole process. They initially they burn little holes in your <laughs> on your body. Not holes. It's it's burning off the top layer. Of little your skin. marks with like yeah yeah. So with, that kind of sting. <laughs> Not a big deal, but it's just sort of like. It's like one painful thing after the other <laughs> is how I used to see it. Yeah. You know, um, but, but recently, just like with the Sananga, I feel like my eyes were open to just how powerful it is. Um, you know, we were in Costa Rica a few weeks ago. And again, as I sort of alluded to the medicine, the ayahuasca and the San Pedro, they were bringing me into my, that core childhood trauma. And they were kind of like loosening things up there and I mm -hmm. felt I left feeling very aware and awake but unresolved very very emotionally un, unresolved in a mm -hmm. sense I felt very blocked up you know how you mm -hmm. get um and anyway I felt this calling to do uh 
to do. And I'm not one that feels callings to do this stuff all that often. So it, it, this is kind of like new for me too, but I felt a calling as well to do the combo. We know this amazing practitioner here in Las Vegas, a good friend of ours. Um, and, and, and we signed up and my goodness, I was like halfway into the experience. And when I finally had my big purge, I, I felt, I felt like I like, <gasps> Like I came back to life. Like after that purge, I felt like so light, so free, so enthused, so like optimistic, so energized. I felt like a huge chunk. It's not gone, but a huge chunk of that childhood trauma, the energetic, emotional weight was literally expelled from my system. And I felt like the how you would imagine feeling after such a thing. I felt great. I felt free, liberated. Oh my God. And I just felt so amazing. So anyways, I'm just, I'm my eyes are continually being open to just how much assistance we have right here on the planet with, with these different tools, these different sacred tools that all from my perception possess their own consciousness, their own spirit quality to it. And they're all just trying to help us heal and wake up and reach higher states of consciousness so we can just live happier, more peaceful, more authentic lives. And I just can't say enough about them. So this this episode was more just to kind of uh, sing their praises in a sense, not necessarily to convince you to do it. I would highly recommend you only consider any of this if you genuinely feel a calling to do it and a resonance within yourself, not because I'm saying these good things because mm -hmm. everyone will have very different experiences. This is just my experience and, yeah. and everyone responds vastly differently to these. But I do believe if you feel called, it's going to help you in some way. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have a couple of different really um, good stories about how combo has helped me, if that's okay. Let's just pick one. Well, I'm kidding. Just go ahead. Okay. Whatever. Well, they're both kind of, I'm I, I can be as short. I can try to be short. Let's see how that goes. Um, so um, I had done combo one time and uh, I was in a space where I felt like really called to do it again. And, um, I had not had my moon cycle for almost four years at this point. And I asked our combo practitioner, I said, do you think that combo can help, you know, bring my, bring my period back? Cause combo also kind of helps reset your body. And, um, our combo practitioner, she said, yeah, I mean, I can't say for sure it's going to give you your moon cycle, but it'll definitely help rebalance out your hormones and things like that. So I did combo on my chakra points to help really like get my period back and like just rebalance my hormones. And that was my intention for that, my second ceremony. And two weeks later, I got my moon for the first time in almost four years. So that for me, I was like, okay, I'm sold on this medicine. And, um, recently, most recently I did, I, I had always known, so there's something called a combo inoculation and basically it's, it's three combo sessions within a moon cycle. And it's kind of like a reset for your body. Um, it's a really intense process, um, but it's really beautiful. And I knew that the combo inoculation was somewhere in my radar, but I just never felt 
a calling to do it until after we got back from, well, before we got back from Costa Rica, I knew that combo was calling to me. But while we were in Costa Rica, I was seeing frogs everywhere. And I was like, okay, this is now it's the time to do my inoculation. So, um, we did the inoculate. Well, I did the inoculation. It was me, Vic and Aaron. We all did one session of combo and Aaron and Vic, they're feeling fucking amazing. And I am like, I am totally unfinished. I could just feel like I was not feeling great. And, um, that was after my first of three sessions. So my second session I go in and I was like, man, I am just feeling like completely unfinished. I'm not feeling like energetically good. I feel like physically bad. And I was just like, not really looking forward to my session, but I just knew I had to do it. And during my session, I did a lot of purging and a lot of clearing. But one of the things that kept happening to me was, I would purge a little bit or I'd have like a little bit of a process and then the combo would say, okay, baby, sit up. And so I'd sit up and I'd take a breath. And then when I would do that, I could feel like my ancestral trauma that I had been unpacking in ceremony in Costa Rica. It was just literally coming off of me like a, just a gentle weight was like lifting and oozing out of me. I could just feel it coming out. It was almost blissful because I just could, I just kind of knew what it was. It was like, Oh yeah, get that, get it out, get it out. But it was all energetic. And, um, after my session, my second session, I was like, I feel complete. I, I felt amazing. I felt so clear and I, I just felt different. Like, I can't really explain it in words because when you're releasing ancestral trauma and it happens so intensely in such a short amount of time, you go one minute, you you're in and you're a certain way and then you leave and you're like, wow, I'm, I, I'm just different. There's no really other way for me to describe it. Um, but even though I felt complete, I still went in and did my third, my third session and it was it was still really beautiful. And, um, I still am feeling very different and, um, I'm, I'm just such an advocate for this medicine. I just love it so much. It's, it's, they call it warrior medicine. And one of the reasons I think they call it a warrior medicine is because after you have a session with combo, you're like, I'm a badass (laughs) because it's pretty intense, you know? Especially the way we have been doing it with this. We start with Sananga <laughs> and then we go into the, the, the burn your, your arm or the arm or leg. Mm-hmm. And then you put the combo on, you get really sick. And it's just like one sort of challenging thing to endure after the other. Mm-hmm. But again, that's, that is almost a blessing in itself because you do, you feel very empowered yeah. afterwards. And even the, the sting of the healing is still quite beneficial in and of itself yeah. not even mm-hmm. to mention the, the the other benefits that right. happen beneath behind the scenes and as a side note combo lasts anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes depending on the practitioner so it's not like you're um in this intense ceremony experience with combo for hours and hours like you maybe ayahuasca or mushrooms or something like that it's very short Um, And it's not psychoactive. No, it's not a psychoactive um, medicine. I mean, I guess if you're someone who sees visuals all the time, then you might have some, but it's extremely rare for people to have visuals because it's not really that type of medicine. Yeah. 
And just before we close, just to be crystal clear, we are not advocating these. We are literally just sharing our own experience just because we felt called to. I know a lot of you maybe have never heard of these and maybe there's a couple of you that it, it uh, it's something that could help you and it will click with you, but this is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. We are not trying to say you should do this. It's just like uh, it's like anything in life. It's not good or bad. It just is. And mm-hmm. there there are tools that work for some and they don't work for others. It's, it's just as simple as that. Yeah. And I definitely feel like it's really important, like I said earlier, to, to make sure that if you're embarking on a journey with any sort of plant medicine, whether it's ones that we've um, talked about or other um, medicines, to make sure that it's just a really authentic and true calling and not just because somebody told you you should do it or we're talking about it, you know, you'll know, you'll feel it in your body when, when the time is right to like start looking into different medicines. Yeah. And I feel like some of these climactic events that we've discussed that the medicines had a part in, it, a lot of it has to do with the timing mm-hmm. of our own healing, all mm-hmm. the choices that have led up to that. And for us, it was the combo. And for you, it might have been the uh, meditation session you chose to go do, you know, in the mountain somewhere when you felt called. It, it really, it just, it's, uh, they're permission slips, as Bashar says, yeah. but they're very powerful ones. But they really deserve, in my opinion, to be treated with the utmost respect and just reverence. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I want to also say this. One of our Wachumero, this badass guy in uh, in Costa Rica, he always says, he says, don't go talking about your experience. Don't go <laughs> telling your friends about your trip. He says, every time you talk about it, you give a little bit of it away. And I kind of felt that in this discussion mm-hmm. because as I said, all, I, did, I really did my best to speak as honestly and humbly and respectfully as I possibly could. But I realize it, you can't explain your experience of any of these, quite mm, honestly. Yeah. And in the attempt to do if anything is going to just misguide you because it builds in all these expectations. So take everything I said personally with a grain of salt and yeah. know it was just my best attempt to verbalize some of these experiences that defy words. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyways, with that said, we're going to bounce. Are you, are you good? Yeah. Okay. You don't want to mention my my women's retreat? I think it'll be too late. But we can. Okay, just just in case. Yeah, okay, never mind. If it's going to be too late. late. Spill, you're already cats out of the bag. Too late. Yeah, but, so Patty's but... doing a women's only plant medicine retreat in Costa Rica this July. What are the dates, babe? The 21st through the 25th. Yeah. Yes, and I'm trying to think of what to have you guys go to. Uh, awakeninghelp.com slash Aya. A-Y-A, awakeninghelp.com slash Aya. If you want, we are almost booked for that one. Yeah. So that's why I sort of like gave her the look when she mentioned it. (laughs) But we are going to have another co-ed one in In, November. mm -hmm. What are the dates for that? November 10th through the 14th. Um, And we actually have... That some people already signed up for that one as well. But um, if you really, if you feel called um, to come to the women's one in July, it doesn't hurt to just reach out because sometimes, even if I'm booked up, sometimes people back out and um, things are kind of crazy with traveling right now. So people are signing up and then canceling a little bit. We get some musical chairs that happens with these retreats a little bit. Yeah. So, um, it never hurts to just reach out and see if we're fully booked or not. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, they're awesome. This is not thing. This is not something we run. We sort of put that. We we bring mm-hmm. the people to this experience that we kind of orchestrate in mm-hmm. Costa Rica. We rent out an amazing retreat center, Finca Austria. And we get the whole retreat center to ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's this gorgeous, huge maloca built of like wood and trees, basically. But it's nice, mm-hmm. nice and sort of contemporary looking. And it's perched way high up in the mountains of Nosara, Costa Rica. And we bring in these expert medicine people that won't even tell you they're experts. They're so humble. I but know. they literally have dedicated <laughs> decades of their life to this work and they're far beyond our ability. We, we couldn't do what they do, but, but they're good. Mm-hmm. And we know them and we're friends with them. And we bring you to them. And then together we go through this experience. But not just me and Patty, also with our friend Aaron Dowdy. He yeah. brings himself and also half the people usually are from his audience, which mm-hmm. a lot of times there's overlap. Yeah, there's usually but overlap. It's a, it's a, it's a lot, of, lot of people involved with this sort of thing. But that's kind of the gist of what it is. And yeah. what we do, it's two nights of ayahuasca. And one day with Wachuma. And one day with Wachuma, which is San Pedro. We'll do mm-hmm. another, we'll do an episode about Wachuma one day. It's a pretty, pretty yeah. interesting one that I we love can that totally medicine. talk about yeah. a lot. And so this July is a women's only retreat. Um, there will be male shamans there, but all the participants will be women. And me and, and Aaron will not be at that one. But Patty and her, the, the people my, you... Uh, yeah, my assistants, Cece and Dana, yep. they'll be there with me. Um as well as Maya, our daughter, might be coming too. Yeah. Um, she's not. She's not going to drink medicine. She just wants to come and and go to Costa Rica because we've been talking about it. Honestly, yeah. that's probably. And she helps you with the retreats now. Yeah, she's she a, does. She's a good little assistant. She's, she's my 11. little helper. <laughs> yep. And um, the one in November is a co-ed. So if you and your spouse, or you and a, um, if you're a man and your friend, <laughs> you want to come. Whoever. In November. There's spots. Yeah, we're planting there. seeds. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but you can go to awakeninghelp.com/aya to at the very least see information about the women's one. Mm-hmm. And I also, um, you can message me on Instagram. Um, yeah, she'll at, respond. At Patty Follow Papa. Patty. I, I will inst- I will respond and send you the link for the uh, application. Just do that. Week. That'd be easier. Just go to, <laughs> go to that. Patty Papa. P a t t i e p a p a is her Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, my friends, we're going to bounce. We're just sort of rambling now, but we're excited. Let's keep going. It's, it's, a new, it's a new big part of our life. It's a beautiful thing that we're doing with these, these Costa Rica retreats. Yeah. And we're, we're so excited. So excited. And it's cool because it's a team effort. It has nothing to do with Victor or Patty or Aaron. It's like this so many moving parts creating this magical experience for people that yeah. we've just seen um, these last few times we've done them. It's been amazing. Yeah. Cool. I'm so excited for July. Yeah. All right, my friends, much love to you. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all still rocking. And we'll be in touch. Peace. Peace. Namaste.